artful, professional comedy. See, this is actually kind of like funny, though, that this is happening in the backseat of a car because most of our best and least memorable work happens been in the backseats back- of cars. <laughs> ding, ding. Dreams of some noble dreams With his fingers and toes And everything in between With his friends and his foes And come see what that means Dream of some noble dreams Okay, everybody, we're rolling now. Okay. Okay. Welcome to episode unknown <laughs> of, the, of the Noble Dreams podcast. I am sitting between Sam Rock, who has a cool name, and you will know him by his deep voice and petting his shin while he talks, and Jesslyn Krolicky, who has a cool name and who you will identify by hearing a string of giggles occasionally punctuated by words. <laughs> also, Jesslyn Krolicky Holmes. Oh, I'm sorry. As of two years Jessalyn ago. Jessalyn got married. Okay. Nobody even, just all of a sudden she was just married. <laughs> I, I still haven't wrapped my head around it. I don't know anything about her partner. It's a mystery to me, but I know her to the degree that I do. And it's boy been a treat, hasn't it been, since day one? <laughs> I can hear us through the headphones, which is something that I don't usually do, but... All right, friends, let's give a little context to the, uh, to the situation here. Where are we sitting? Who, where, when, why, and what? <laughs> Uh, we're in uh, your sister's car, the backseat of your sister's car, in your what I assume is your sister's garage. I'll also, we do not know that any of this is true. This is just what you told us about this car this and true. this garage. Uh, there's coolers to my right and plywood to my left. We found out there's a Bowflex in the garage. Right, and the weather today is a little bit cold, so we don't... We're sitting in the car... But the car is not on, and I'm realizing we're not going to be able to see outside the car after a while because oh, yeah. we're kind of fogging up. it up. Yeah. So, yes, I was we'll just get all the say, descriptives out. True or false? Are the windows <laughs> fogging up? True. A la uh, vol- uh, not volcano, Titanic. <laughs> At some point, one of, one of, <laughs> to clarify for the audience, <laughs> easily confused. This is all things. very PG. Volcanoes and the Titanic. At one point, one of our hands will probably slap against the window and then <laughs> drag down centrally. Mm-hmm. But we'll have to see. It's anyone's guess where this could go. I thought a fun way to start off our episode together would be to talk about our one favorite memory of each of the people, the other two people in the car. Are you guys game for that? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Who would like to start? (laughs) Cool. Okay, I'll start. I mean, my uh, uh, Noah and I went on a trip to learn how to be good backpacking leaders I want to say five years ago. 2014. Give or take, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we just had a lot of fun hanging out together. We did the uh, make your orange peels into teeth thing a lot. <laughs> I laughed about it quite a bit. <laughs> and I think uh, the the moment when I felt connected to you the most was when Claire Howie said that she was missing her red notebook. And uh, I, you said something that I didn't hear. And I said, oh, I think I saw it in the... The toilet, and then you said, "Oh, I just said that exact same thing." <laughs> uh, that's when we mind melded. 
Uh, and then Jesse, uh, maybe my favorite story is one we told to Noah earlier, but the, the guests haven't heard yet, which is, or the, the, the listeners haven't heard, is when Jesse and I got the bartender at the <laughs> local watering hole to make us a frozen pizza late at night and gave it to us fully sliced. And I took one piece and was eating it and then looked over and Jesse had eaten the entire rest of the pizza. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> my strengths are beautiful. <laughs> oh man. Well, I think I don't. It's hard for me to think of like my favorite memory with each of you because um, I see them all like piled together. Um, one of my favorite memories, I think, with Sam. We also told to Noah earlier, but the listeners haven't heard it yet, but we, (laughs) walking home from that same bar that Sam was just talking about, we ended up in this, like, uh, the annex of this, like, mess hall at a camp that we worked at, and Sam, (laughs) there was no water, so he poured a bowl of milk (laughs) and continued to drink it like a cat, which just overjoyed me and will forever remain a wonderful memory of us just acting like animals. Um, No, I don't know what my favorite memory is with you. I think I just, whenever I think about the time that we spent during those summers, you just give really great hugs. Like seeing you and like just giving you a hug just, I don't know, it really makes things feel great in the moment. So a bunch of those little memories. The old Noah constrictor. <laughs> the old <laughs> Noah constrictor. Um, <laughs> it's like a thunder jacket. It, it rules. Whoa, that's a cool description. Yeah. We, okay, okay, I'll, I'll go first and then and then we'll talk about all the things we're alluding to. Um, okay, my favorite memory of Sam Rock. Okay, there's, there's a few, but I think one of, because I'm only ever impressed by physical prowess and nothing else, I remember... It's crickets is it a joke, but <laughs> <laughs> um, when we were on that same training trip, <laughs> in 2014, um, w- one of my favorite games that happens a lot when you go out on trail or out in the wilderness is throw stuff at stuff. Oh yeah, and um, and also we were we were uh, skipping stones and such into the into the lake superior, and then we started throwing rocks as far as we could. And, um, we had some big, strong people there. A lot of them, actually. And we all thought, you know, hey, we can throw a rock pretty far. And then Sam Rock, true to name and form, with his not particularly long arms at all, (laughs) hucks hucks a rock, like, a third farther than anyone else. (laughs) And to this day, I don't understand what happened. I don't know how he does it. I'm incredibly impressed. I don't consider myself an amazing thrower, but I figured, like, some of our other company would, would probably win if I had to look at everyone and guess. I mean, you know, Butt Mister's like, uh, he's like a, a tree of a human, but like a really <laughs> agile, strong tree that moves like a whomping willow of a human. And uh, I thought maybe he would take it, or Arthur, or one of these, you know, but no. It wasn't even a contest. Jesslyn Kurlicky Helms. What <laughs> my, my my favorite memory? The one that c- comes to mind is you put a picture on Facebook some years ago, 
and you were looking kind of angelic and with your eyes closed to the side and there was a fly on your cheek and you made uh, your caption for the photograph was like oh my god oh what you say there's a fly on my cheek well there's also the beautiful blessing of being kissed by the ray of sun or something like that and i thought it was like the funniest thing i'd ever seen in my life and um pretty much i've had only only interactions which i would uh judge to be positive with either one of you Unless I'm forgetting something, which I'm sure we can get into. Anyway, so uh, I think by the time this comes out, we'll probably have heard the episode with Arthur because I recorded one with him. And we talked a lot about having worked at this camp in Wisconsin. And turns out that... (laughs) It turns out that the three of us also met and, and, and were employed by the same organization. Uh, and that's 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 why we uh, that's why we know each other. I think it's fair to say. Do, do you guys agree with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think agree. that's fair. Yeah. Okay. So brought us together. Have either of you ever been in a situation where you were being recorded for any sort of broadcast? Um, at a past job, I was like uh, tape recorded, but it was going to be turned into like an like a news article. I got very nervous. (laughs) Well, I was nervous because they told me halfway through. My boss had said, hey, there's somebody who wants to learn about our program. Can you take care of it? And I said, sure. And then halfway through the conversation, I learned I was being recorded, which was fine. But. And did the article come out? It did. Oh, I remember that. Did your level of fame spike to... (laughs) No. Point where you had to wear a mustache in public and stuff. <laughs> well, I always prefer to wear a mustache in public, but um, no, I. It was a very nice article. It was like a local, um, like news source, and they were doing a piece about the program that I worked for at the time. So it was a program that worked with um, teenagers who were experiencing homelessness, and so they just wanted like a better idea of what our services were, so that they could more accurately. Um, kind of publicize that for folks that may know somebody in need. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. What about you, Sam? I don't think I've ever been recorded. Um, I was in the spelling bee as a sixth grader, and uh, somebody who I'm not friends with anymore took a VHS tape of the broadcast. I think that's the only... Well, and then, of course, like family videos, but never for the express purpose of, of, uh, like, uh, broadcast or anything. I was only incidentally recorded for that. I think that counts, though. Yeah? Yeah, like I, I used no to dance as a kid, and they would always videotape those. That, like, goes out. You still know you're, like... YouTube. <laughs> yeah, who knows where those videos are just searching my now. name every day, yeah. yeah. Sam Rock, 2001 Spelling Bee. Maybe <laughs> 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 it's 2003, actually. Given, given your velvety deep voice, are you secretly or not so secretly hoping you'll be discovered by this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was recently podcast? told I had a voice for radio, yeah, so... Well, yeah, if you're listening, producers yeah. out there in producer land... Yeah, listen up. You do, you have, like, a, the maple syrup voice. Wow, thank Whoa. you. Rich, dark maple syrup. <laughs> yeah, like... Maybe even molasses. Definitely, like, a slower-moving syrup. <laughs> you think molasses? Maybe molasses. One of the Maybe dumber molasses. syrups. <laughs> How would you categorize your voice, Jessalyn? Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly giggles. <laughs> yeah, um... I don't know. I would categorize my voice as... I'm a, 
always shocked when I hear it mm. after it's been recorded. Yeah. Yeah, don't listen back to this. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Or do. A lot of people are, are really, uh, they, they, it, there's like some sort of cognitive dissonance or something when they hear their own voice back. It's like very shocking to them. Yeah. I've gotten used to it because I, you know, I've had to listen to it a lot. And it doesn't sound super different from inside my head and outside, but I guess for some people that's, there's a big, big gap there. I would say that's true for me. Like, sometimes I'll call my voicemail just to hear what I sound like. (laughs) (laughs) I'm being truthful. Can you give us an example of what one of those voicemails would sound like? How often is sometimes? (laughs) Maybe, like, once a year I'll be like... Whoa, is that really, like... Because, like, you know, if somebody takes, like, a video and you're, like, in the video and you're talking, you're like, no, that couldn't possibly be me. But then it's like, you just remind yourself a little bit. Can you please, please, please <laughs> pretend you're doing one of those and just yeah, leave yourself yeah. one for us right now? <laughs> um, I don't know. It bring, just bring, sounds like me, right? Bring, bring. Like, hello. Bring, bring. <laughs> After the beep, please leave your message for Jesslyn Crowlicky Holmes. <laughs> beep. Um, hello, you've reached me. <laughs> I don't know, it sounds very similar to me. Do you leave yourself a message and listen to the message, or you just listen oh, to the recording? No, 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 like, I'll have somebody call my phone and I just won't pick up. Like, I'll listen <laughs> to it. <laughs> okay, have you Wait, guys what? never done this? Wait, you'll just listen to your outgoing voicemail thing? I thought you meant you would actually leave yourself a message. No, 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 it's like, <laughs> like it's hi, like Jesslyn, it's Jesslyn. <laughs> Just checking no. in. It's another year. <laughs> no, like sometimes you just, you're like curious what your voice sounds like to people. Or like I'll be around people and we'll be talking and their voices are like the way that I always hear their voice. And then they answer the phone and it like changes. They're like, hi, this is, you know, so-and-so. Or like it gets more professional. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So then I'm like, oh, what do I sound like when I'm trying? And so I think of my voicemail. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then I okay. listen to it and then it's like a reminder of like, oh, that's what I sound like. Is there sunlight upon that door? Am I hallucinating? No, yeah, there is. I think oh the sun God. is setting. The sun is out. I didn't know the sun came out here. Um, uh, yeah, actually, having said everything about knowing, thinking I know what my voice sounds like, my voicemail is, is bizarre to me. So I, it I keep forgetting sound to change it. Like it's, what you think you sound like? Not really, and it has like much more of like a strange accent hmm. that I don't hear when I speak. Okay, well, enough about that. <laughs> well, I don't think I'm the only person, by the way. That listens to your voice I think once there are listeners out no, there I'm, that may think, like, um, yeah, finally, somebody somebody on a podcast just no, said I, it. I couldn't agree more. It's only that I think if you were actually leaving yourself messages. <laughs> I thought that seemed pretty normal. Oh, you thought that seemed more normal? Than having a friend call you, not picking up the phone, and then listening on your friend's phone to what your voicemail meeting greeting sounds like? You know you can just listen from your phone, right? Well, Sam, <laughs> that would require technological expertise. <laughs> we'll talk after this. <laughs> I'll see you after. <laughs> what would you guys say is something... What's the thing right now that you care about the most? I think for me, the thing that I care about the most is, like, my husband and my family and, like, my mental health. That's been, like, a big just, like, try to take care of it, really prioritize it 
type of feeling towards those two things lately. Can you can you give an example of like what what you're what you're learning about yourself that's g- given you an opportunity to improve with mental health or what is something that would is something that is a challenge for you or anything along those lines? Yeah, well I think that I'm just like a naturally like I'm a pretty well, I'm not I'm a person who experiences anxiety pretty often and I also deal with chronic pain and so I have been trying to prioritize like those two things not having a mutiny over my brain and body for days or weeks at a time and so um I think like for me being aware of those things and then being proactive so I can be less reactive when it happens so like you know I see a therapist and just like being more open about that stuff and trying to take time to think about like how can I not feel so anxious all the time like what are the tools that I can add to my toolbox are there any that like you have found specifically helpful that like I don't know I mean I'm thinking of someone else anxiety is not a rare thing that people deal with is there anything that you've found has been like particularly effective or or consistently effective Yeah, something recently that, um, like, a good example recently, like, I had a day last week where it was, like, a really good day. I was getting enough balance of, like, being social, but also having, like, solo time. I wasn't, like, thinking about my anxiety. And then, like, right as the sun went down, it just, like, all changed. And I got very anxious, and I was feeling bad, and I was, like, I was aware of it. I was, like, I had a great day. And my brain is doing this thing where it's wanting me to think of all these what ifs. Like, what if, you know, my friends don't really like me? Or what if the day really wasn't that great and you're remembering everything wrong? And so one of the tools that I'm trying recently is, like, playing that out. So, like, what if my friends don't like me? It's like you expand into, like, okay, well, what then? And then you, like, play that out to the point where it's, like, so irrational Mm -hmm. that it kind of, like, calms you down. Those sort of, like, I'm... The way I hear it is, like, sort of calling a bluff on a part of you that's trying to get you to believe a certain thing. Right, well, calling a bluff, but also, like, giving it the space that it deserves. Like, I've been trying to not be angry with those emotions or, like, frustrate it when it comes up. So, like, recognizing it and being like, oh, hey, anxiety, like, it's frustrating that you're here, but you're here, so what am I going to do about it? And then it's like you're kind of like asking it kindly to like leave mm-hmm. by going through those things. Yeah, okay, cool. kind of takes like, it's like, hi, I see you, and then through a little bit of inquiry kind of takes a little bit of the wind out of it, out of the sails or a little bit of the... Right, like it lessens yeah. its value almost. Or yeah. like not that it's not... I mean, those are important feelings to have at certain times, right? Like every emotion has its place, but yeah, it just kind of makes it seem a little smaller yeah okay like less intense yeah that makes a lot of sense cool cool what do you care about sam well i thought a lot about this quarter i'm in school right now for a master's of public administration and i took a class this quarter about poverty slash anti-poverty and then the idea of the class was we would talk about the state of poverty in america and then talk about the best and most creative and probably helpful solutions to solving it 
Um, and I actually got really routinely upset, both in the class and at the readings, because I felt like, uh, well, there's a, we haven't really solved the problem. And I think that we did a lot of displacing why there are poor people at all, uh, from the fact that there's a lot of, well, actually there aren't very many, but there are a few very, very, very rich people. Um, which I think anybody you ask on the street would say, of course that's the reason. But in the class we tried, we sort of obscured that. And we talk about, does it have to do with where people live? Does it have to do with this, that? And it's like, no, it's just because some people are able to get keep money and other people are forced to spend it by the way things are set up. So I felt really upset by that class. And I think that's like, as far as the, the past quarter went and as far as issues that affect everyone go, that's kind of the one I've been thinking about a lot. And I also think that when we think about caring about something, we want to think about, well, what are we doing about it? And I I felt kind of paralyzed or uncertain about where I might fit in or what I might do a lot of the time with it, because it's such a big problem. And like, it isn't, I think we would talk about it as though it were happening organically, but of course it's not just, I mean, it's, it's happening because of decisions people make and, and the way things are and continue to be. So I think I didn't didn't leave the class thinking, here's what I can do, but I did leave the class thinking things are really bad. So it's kind of what I've been thinking about a lot, what I've been caring about, at least recently. Mm, okay. <clears throat> so still kind of waiting for that. So, so like, yeah, tackling huge issues like that can be really, it can be easy to become dispirited mm-hmm. or just be like, well, what the heck am I supposed to do? Yeah. <laughs> I really would like to do something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope that some inspiration comes. I hope so, too. I really would like to solve it, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hate that it's happening. I find that sometimes, like, with something that I'm trying to figure out, I have to just, like, like put the intention, like, this is something I want some guidance on or some inspiration for. And then, like, as consciously as possible, like, put it away. Mm-hmm. And then be like, I'll... I'm open to receiving this when it comes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I can't like I can't solve this by like pushing against it. Anyways, that's what made me think of. Um, okay, I'll go. The thing I care about the most. I I think the thing that I care about most at this point in my life is getting a really good understanding, a a continu- continually getting a a better and better understanding of why I act the way that I the ways that I do and why I treat myself and other people animals places etc the ways that I do and continuing to have compassion for the places where I don't act the way that I would like to be and then I know that I'm capable of and bec- and the reason for that is because my experience has been that the better I know myself the less energy I put towards, like, in the moment being confounded or extra frustrated or uh, shutting down and stuff like that. And I'm more, like, the more that I know myself and the things that I do and the better that I get with using tools to address those things and sort of hold space for them, the more available I am to be around people that I want to be around and love. And also simultaneously, the the more compassion I or empathy and compassion I I sort of cultivate for other people because it if I understand it better within myself it's easier for me to understand it in somebody else and so I more and more quickly come to like 
seeing people as just very human and having, like, instead of labeling them, like, as a jerk or something like that, I sort of more and more default to, like, this is somebody that's struggling with something or being challenged with something. And that's that's been the thing I, I think I care a lot about because I personally think it has the most... Well, it's had the most impact on my life and well-being. And I think that the more... I mean, this is a big statement, but I think the more that we know ourselves and can see ourselves in other people, that's like the kind of contribution that I want to make to the world. Because I think it's... I think people who really know and learn to love themselves don't... It doesn't occur to them to be, like, really greedy or really shitty towards other people. And so that, to me, seems like a good, <laughs> a good worthy cause. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, okay. Do you guys have any stories about being lost that you'd like to share? Oh, goodness. Also, feel free to ask questions. I'm just throwing stuff out there because it's coming to my brain. But um, mm-hmm. I'm happy. It would be fun to just, if we all answer the same questions, it's kind of fun to go around. But I don't have to be the question asker by any means. If a better one pops up or one that you're more interested in hearing the answers to, I'm pretty much an open book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to think of last time I was lost. Yeah. I feel like... Through like historically, I have been somebody who does not enjoy being lost because as much as I hate to admit it, I am somebody who likes to be in control and like know what the schedule is going to be and have structure. Like I think I've really resented that that quality of mine for a long time and I'm kind of realizing like there is a time and a place for that. But um, I think that at the camp that we all worked at, there was a trip that I was leading and there was at one point where we were like on a river and I hadn't looked at the maps um, at all that day because one of my participants was like the leader of the day. And um, it became clear to me that they felt some sort of anxiety around like not knowing where we were on the map. And when she showed me where she thought we were, after taking a minute, I kind of realized that I didn't think that's where we were, not because I didn't trust her, but because of, like, the um, different, like, geologic or geographical markers. Is that what I'm thinking? Um, Like, around it. And it was just that moment where I was, like, in the past, that would have really, like, shook me and kind of, like, brought me down and been, like, okay, like, we just have to stop for the day. Like, we don't know where we are. Um, But then I kind of had this moment where I was, like, okay, well, we're on a river, we know which way the, like, water is flowing, so, like, eventually we will be off the river. Um, and so that's the last time where I feel like I was really impacted being lost, or, you know, air quotes lost, because, again, we were, like, on a river, and we knew which river we were on. But, um, I don't know, I think about that when I think about being lost, because sometimes you can really grow in those experiences. Like, it doesn't have to be such a shock to my system when things are out of order or, like, I'm not sure where I'm going. And that leads me to another funny memory from the same camp that we'd work at when we didn't have 
um, like before we would have kids um, or like participants in our care, I just think that <laughs> Sam and I would like repeatedly walk back from town, like oh, yeah. going to dinner or like a bar or whatever. And we always took the same route and managed to never make it home on like the first try. Like we got lost every single time. On those back roads. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. like it yeah. was one of those things where like we were just dumbfounded. We were like, how did we again end up in this like we, yeah. random person's backyard. Like... We never got lost the same way twice. <laughs> yeah. We never found the fastest way. Yeah. It was like a weird twilight zone. Like uh, it just it was wild. <laughs> I totally understand that. Yeah. I remember when I, just to give context, where the camp was and then the town, they were pretty close but you could either take the main roads or there was these weird back roads that were kind of <laughs> circuitous. And I remember the feeling when I finally like got it down I felt like I had, like, really just sort of conquered the world. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I know where to go. I know how to get there. But even even thinking that, every time I would be like, there's a good chance I'm going to end up <laughs> at that marina or somewhere. You know, like, like, that seems like a nice feeling house. to have, yeah. Noah. That's yeah. unrelatable yeah. to me. <laughs> I that is. I think, I'm happy I think probably two or three times going back and forth, I was like, nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> and you should be proud of that. Because for whatever reason, it was rough. Like... There was a little triangle, like, between the roads where they split off, like, mm-hmm. in a Y. And I was riding a bike. <laughs> I, I remember the exact back, triangle. I know exactly. Back, that. back to camp. Getting and, flashbacks. Yeah. And, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm like, well, <laughs> I know there's a turn up ahead. And I'm, like, going through this, like, philosophical thing in my head. And I'm like, gee, I'm really a... I'm really a path follower a lot of the times. <laughs> it's good. It's good for me to do those off, tra- you know, off trail experiences and like learn from that. And so I like cut through the bush, you know, through the the woods. It's like twenty feet, and and I'm on this whole like this is good. I'm navigating some like like tricky terrain, and I don't take for granted, you know, going through this whole like mind thing. And right right before I got to the road, I hit this little stump that had been like <laughs> like sharpened by a beaver cutting it down with its teeth. <laughs> And and my bike just stopped dead. I like flew straight over the handlebars <laughs> onto the ground. The little spike, or another little spike, like jabbed into my leg, oh. and it just happened so quickly. And I was like, "Oh, this is why I follow trails. No, not really that, but but then I remember there being blueberries right there, and I just think, "Well, what the heck?" And so I ate blueberries to console myself. Anyways. That was a aside about momentary losthood. Yeah, I remember I'm not being lost, but misleading somebody else. I was in Cyprus with my most recent girlfriend in 2017 or 2018, and we were uh, staying in the remote village, which was near the highest point in the island. If I remember correctly, it could be completely correct, and. We took a taxi. No, the, the we were staying in a hostel. Not the hostel owner drove us to the highest point, which we discovered was a, either a Cypriot, a Cypriot, or a U.S. military base. And you couldn't go to the peak. There was a fence around the entire top because there was some kind of radio tower. And then we were deciding what to do to get back. We were either going to take a taxi, but what I worked out from the map was you could pretty much. It was about a twenty-minute drive. So the way we'd come. Which is way too long to walk. But if you cut pretty much straight across, you could walk back to the village where we'd originally come from. As the crow flies, it was about three miles. 
But what I didn't tell Katie was that uh, it was definitely going to be about twice that on foot because there was going to be a lot of winding and there was a lot of elevation loss. But I thought to myself, it'll be fine if I don't tell her because um, by the time she works it out, we'll already be halfway. And like, eh, no, this isn't the nicest thing, but I want to do this hike and I think she doesn't. Uh, and we shall have no choice but to go on. And there were a lot of moments where I thought that she was just going to be like, yep, this is it for me. This is where I stop <laughs> and sit down and not go at all, which hadn't, it hadn't occurred to me that that would be how she felt about it. And, uh, I reflected many times that it would have been better just to tell her the truth <laughs> mm. rather than try and trick her thinking, well, we'll both be enjoying ourselves once we're walking and, uh, yeah, but it was also a really beautiful hike because it was through, we didn't see anyone else. It wasn't really a hike, strictly speaking. It seemed like vehicle roads, but it wasn't clear what the roads were for. And we didn't see anyone. We had the place to ourselves. We did. We got to do a lot of nice talking. We sang songs. And then we came down back into the village through kind of this foggy, cloudy area, which is also the point where she really seemed like she had had enough and was going to just say, carry me. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we was really nice. We came down off the mountain. Then we hitchhiked back into town with a... It, we were, it was in where they make the... Or they process water for the entire island. Um, and there was a dude with a huge water truck who is like the most real man I've ever seen. Just these very thick, hairy forearms. And he had triplets, and we just chatted with him for a bit. Just He spoke a little bit of English, but not, not a ton. So we covered his children, and then that was pretty much all, he, uh, all the English he spoke. He dropped us off in the village, and I don't know. It was, a, it was quite an adventure, but I reflected on how uh, telling the truth about about how long the hike was. Because I, I kind of pointed it out, but I didn't, like, connect the dots on exactly how long we'd probably be walking. And uh, it would have been better to make sure that, that she knew exactly how long we were going to be going. Mm. And Noah talked and I, Noah and I talked a little earlier about honesty being the best policy. And I, I, I kind of gave myself a pass on that at the, that time. But I think today I've, I'm at a point where it's even better to be very explicit about Exactly the task. <laughs> <laughs> well, the one that came to mind for me was, although the process sounds to me a little bit similar, Jesslyn, to what you were saying, but I, and also probably illuminates how much therapy I've been through, but, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> okay. well, when I was a kid, I, uh, there was one day that for some reason I was supposed to get dropped off like at the town common, like the green down in the town where I was from. And that the agreement was that my dad was going to meet me there. And I don't know, I don't remember what happened on his end or why he wasn't there, but he wasn't when I got dropped mm -hmm. off. And normally I would take the bus cl much closer to home and then walk the last, it was a little over half a mile. That was the routine. So this was outside the routine. I knew the town well. My friend lived right up the road, blah, 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 blah. But there was something about that. I was pretty young. I mean, I don't know how young, probably in my mind, like kindergarten, first grade, second grade, somewhere. And there was something about that that was really terrifying to me. And just having this expectation of things going a certain way and then that not happening. And somebody that we knew that lived down the road eventually like picked me up and I was all crying and just whatever and they gave me a ride and I like I said I don't remember exactly how it sort of played out I think they probably just brought me home or something 
obviously this is not only way before cell phones, but cell phones to this day still don't even work in that town. So it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but but so Probably a couple have a new kid right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we gotta and, get there. <laughs> so then, only a couple years ago, two or three. Probably two. It doesn't matter. I was... When I was living in Burlington, Vermont, I would go drive down to um, another town, maybe 25 minutes, because I knew a place where you could park and walk out in the woods, and I never... I never saw anybody else there. It was just a good place for me to go when I wanted some good woods time. And this was in the winter, so there was snow, and I kind of romped all around for a couple hours and then started to make my way back sort of as the day was getting on and you know the days are pretty short because it was probably in like February or something and all of a sudden I realized that I didn't know really where I was and I found this sort of panic coming up in me and and I and instead of letting that totally envelop me I started sort of thinking about it and realizing that it was it was panic that was based on those that and other experiences when I was young of getting separated from the group or getting or thinking I was really lost or something like that. And I was like, yeah, this isn't this isn't a I could hear the highway. I knew it, it I was on the hillside. I knew going downhill would lead me to the road and then I would have to either just walk left or right on the road and get to my car and that I had that that highway marker there was no question which way that was I wasn't really it wasn't a big deal lost in reality but noticing that I was having such a bigger reaction to it and what I did is I used it as an opportunity to tap into that little kid in that specific situation with getting off the bus and similar as as I was doing to myself as an adult like look there's the highway like you've still got daylight You've got warm clothes. You know where the road is. So sort of going through the, the reality of the situation versus whatever whatever my, my body was doing. And then kind of closing my eyes and going back to this kid and and just being... I mean, I don't... I don't... There's time and space and stuff. There's... I, I believe a lot of it's not so linear as we usually perceive it. And who knows, maybe this stuff really works. Either way, I figured it couldn't hurt. And I went back and like tapped into sort of being him, my younger self, as much as I could. And then simultaneously as my adult self whispering in his ear, like, let's take it, like, it's okay to feel scared. It's okay to feel alone. And then like, let's take a reality check. Like, if you look down that road, that's your friend's house right there. If you look back at the green, like any of these houses, these are all friendly people that will help you. Like, that's where you went to preschool. Like these, you know, you're not in a... It's not like a foreign land. You're not. You haven't right. been dropped it, and and just try to sort of like use that as an opportunity to, because it was still coming up even in my adult self to just go like go back simultaneously comfort my adult self by by showing some reality versus you know a little bit more rational and then doing the same for that little kid while while also honoring that like both as as an adult and as a child it's okay to feel afraid. It's okay to like even in a situation that arguably isn't that big of a deal. And that was a pretty cool thing to go through. Yeah, that sounds like, yeah. A, like a powerful experience. It's funny how, like, when you get lost, like what you were saying, like, you still had so much daylight left, but, like, 
at least my instinct, and it sounds like I would guess like a lot of people's instinct is like you have to figure out that puzzle so fast. Mm-hmm. And you like it's wild how just like stopping and breathing, like our brains need oxygen. Like if you just breathe for a little bit, like you can usually calm yourself down and like think rationally about where you're at and what you have to like get back. Yeah. Yeah. Getting lost is 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 yeah, it's it's kinda scary. Yeah. Still for me. It's it's more exciting when I'm with other people to some degree because it it gets like a little bit more of a sense of adventure. Mm-hmm. But, but sometimes still when I'm on my own I'm like, oh no. It's like yeah. it's like the world's ending so quickly. It's like wait a second, yeah, yeah. wait a second. Right. It's like you said, like, you follow any stream downstream, you're going to get to people right. or something. But. Yeah. I read something a few years ago that was saying, like, the best way to learn a new city is to get lost in it. And I've always really kind of liked that. But I also don't like the feeling of being lost. So it's just, it's a funny thing. It's like, the best way to learn a new city and make yourself feel worse. <laughs> yeah, the best way to learn is just to make yourself... Uh, I feel totally scared. I don't know. Well, I've been now in Seattle a little over a year and finally feel like I, you know, if I'm in a neighborhood, I'll know, like, which bus will get me home, that sort of thing, Mm. which definitely makes me feel better. But I've also never got lost here. I mean, never lost in the sense of I am somewhere and I want to be somewhere else and I don't know how to get there. But I definitely have been. I've had a few travel around the city sagas, let's just say. (laughs) <laughs> like, took me three hours to get to Seward Park this summer from University District, which, if you're not familiar with Seattle, it's not usually that's not usually a distance that takes three hours. I mean, anywhere <laughs> in any city probably shouldn't take three hours if you're using vehicles. <laughs> but I think the nice part about that too is thinking about like how it gives you opportunity to ask and see. Right. Uh, yeah. Like people are generally so helpful. But it doesn't always occur to ask. Like, even when I was biking, <laughs> oh my god, we just we just uh, had lunch together and then came back up the hill, and that was the hardest bike ride I've done since like <laughs> August because I've barely done any exercise. <laughs> and uh, but but right at the beginning, and also my sister's bike has really good brakes, which I'm not used to. And my my main bike at in Vermont, like <laughs> I own only the front brake works right now. And it's really, you have to squeeze it pretty hard. Only the front. Yeah, it's not the best setup. Walking the razor's edge, yeah. I know. <laughs> I'm a little bit cheapest about admitting that. <laughs> Kids don't take after me. Yeah. And, um, but anyways, I'm used to that. I'm still, it still stops well. But, but, but I saw something on the ground that I, it was a pack of gum. And I wanted to see if it was, like, full. <laughs> and so I, I squeezed the left brake and just, like, <laughs> and, like, hit the back of my my leg with the pedal and, and all this stuff and just kind of like it made a big noise kind of because all the stuff in the back of the crate and immediately this guy off the road was like hey you alright? and I was like uh huh <laughs> like I don't want any attention right now but yes and then as I biked by the the gear was kind of skipping because the chain had skipped down one and uh, and he's like yo I can look at it. I look at I work with bikes and blah 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 and I was like cool I mean but it's nice to have like I I didn't want his attention or help in that moment, like I wasn't in a situation that I didn't think I could handle. But it was it was just kind of cool to be like, all right, that's cool. Like I have a Seattle experience of someone just being like outwardly generous with their with their knowledge and know how and like looking out for somebody yeah. that they have no 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 relationship with, other than just being a fellow 
humanoid. Cool. Are you guys currently making anything that you're excited about? Interpret as you will. Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm planning to get. I I, I live in a nice house, um, and I'm hoping to get back into baking bread. My grandmother and I exchange handwritten letters, and she's just sent me a very sweet one where she gave me her French bread recipe, and I'm actually going to see her next Saturday. So I need to try it this week before then so I can tell her if I did it correctly or not. Do you make bread a lot, historically? I have had periods of making it and not making it, and I'm hoping to enter a period of making it. It's really nice to do it in the winter. Yeah, because it's warm and it smells great, and then the house smells like it, and the house is a little warmer because you use the oven. So yeah, and then I have another friend who just who I asked for his recipe. He said he's been making a nice olive and herb bread, um, and I asked him for the recipe weeks ago, and he just emailed me today, and said he saves the say when he finds the recipe he likes he saves it in a word document in case it gets taken down, <laughs> which is he's not an, <laughs> he's not a senior, but when he says that it sounds like he is. Sounds like I'm working with two seventy year olds. Actually, my grandma's like eighty five. Sorry, grandma. Sorry, Mimi. Told your secret. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I'm hoping to, to get back into that. I, I think... I also want to read more, but that's not creating. I'm trying to think of, like... I always like to be working on... Well, I think uh, this... I don't share... The, or I share this with everyone. I don't... This is not unique to me. But wanting to do things that make me feel like I'm participating in the world. Mm-hmm. And I think creating is one way to do that, but... Yeah. All I've got's bread these days. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, bread's, bread's pretty nice thank to you, have. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I think food's a big one for me, too. I feel like I've been in a slump, like, the last month where... So, cooking for me, historically, has been very therapeutic. Like, I really like cooking, and I like cooking for people. Um, it just, like, the whole process of it is very, um, like, relaxing to me. And this last month, I've gotten into that, like, weird cycle of feeling like I, like I would need to look at a recipe in order to cook something. And I don't, that's, I like to cook where I just, like, I find the ingredients that I feel like will go together and kind of make it up as I go. Um, And so, like, the idea of having to follow a recipe seems pretty, like, I don't know, um, like, tedious. And I also feel like maybe takeout sounds better. So I feel like I'm trying to put more energy into, like, researching a little bit more on, like, good food, very healthy food that can, I don't know, get me excited again about cooking. Mm. Um, But yeah, and then I've been doing some art lately that I feel excited about, so... You should talk about your, uh... About my art? Your opening. Um, thank you, Sam. Um... I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it. So, in January of this year, I told my husband, Kelly, that I wanted to enter and be accepted into an art show before I die, um, as, like, a bucket list (laughs) type thing, and, uh, I've been, I've had a year, I've been struggling quite a bit with, uh, just my body and my health, and once I kind of got a hold of like understanding what was going on and 
uh, learning how to cope a little bit better. Um, I put some time into thinking about what makes me happy and what makes me feel complete and how I can actually channel all of this kind of like, I don't know, um, all these like chronic pain and health vibes into something meaningful. Um, and so I started working on some pieces that would maybe kind of like in a way that words can't share like what my body feels like when it's feeling like it's on fire and um, kind of flaring as it does. Um, and so I finished three of these pieces in October of this year and I submitted them to an art show and they got accepted, which was really cool. And I kind of was, I just, you know, applied and was like, well, I have until I die to finish this bucket list thing. So this is just the first one. Mm. So I wasn't really expecting much, but they got accepted and then I realized like, oh my God, I feel really excited about this. And it wasn't that it, I had just like gotten into the art show, but it was something that was so meaningful to me and pieces that like truly there, I, I made them so that if there were other people with kind of like invisible diseases or disabilities or things that they're struggling with, maybe it could speak to them in a way that they couldn't, I don't know, describe to their loved ones, like how they're feeling. Mm. So yeah, I'm excited about that. Try for you. Double. Meaning Thanks. I second that. Mm. <laughs> I knew what you were I'm saying. Double excited. Double. Yeah. I'm triple. <laughs> double seconding that. <laughs> um I wanna share too that I recently refound a couple of artworks that you sent to me that I was gonna share and then spaced on. And now I'm not gonna space it because I just realized that I was waiting for the perfect time, and it's arriving. Um, but, uh, and that this was incredibly touching to me. It's actually pretty pretty early days of the podcast, um, probably in, I don't know, probably July or August, maybe. Yeah, like and, a while ago. Yeah, and you sent me a couple of pieces of art you, that, that you had created, which you had said to me were partly inspired by listening to the show. Yeah, so your podcast came out, like, kind of in the middle of me, like, trying to channel more of my energy into actually completing pieces, and you had one episode that came out, I think it was the one where you were just talking to yourself, like, on a hike, um, I don't remember what episode that was, but it, it, Oh, sorry. Episode three. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I've been I've been informed. It's episode three. Um, Producer. So the listeners out there, Our I know it's episode three. Me. <laughs> this Justin. Uh, but no, I Noah said something on it, and, <laughs> and it got me thinking about like just how sometimes. Especially, like, our world today, there's so much to focus on that is just, it can get you down and jaded, and I don't know, the way you said something, like, it just hit me, I was like, I have to do something with these feelings that I'm getting from listening to your podcast, and also, like, with the, this new lens on my life of how to, like, treat my body in a way that it can have better energy and, like, not focusing on the pain and stuff, and yeah, I ended up making that piece and I just felt like I had to send it to you right away because it was very impactful for me like listening to your podcast and having it reach my life at the same time that all these other things were coming up yeah well boy I mean I 
I can't even express probably fully how meaningful that is to me as well. Just know, I mean, we say all the time, even on the show, but even just, it's like we just don't know ever. We cannot know for the most part. Some of us are more psychic and whatever, but um, we can't know what what the things that we put out are going to do and what they can do. And sometimes getting feedback in whatever form is... It's just so amazing. Right. And it's, it's like seeing, like, I'm very, I'm very creativity-oriented, right? It's what I celebrate the most in myself and other people. I think maybe it's fair to say that. And, like, seeing that you created not just some do- little doodle, but these really beautiful pieces of art, and then saying that that was, was partially influenced just by, just by listening to something that was shared by someone that you, you know care about it's it's really cool it's like the coolest really i can't think of much cooler like snow up so i'll i'll share those with your permission with the with the community of listeners to go along with this episode sounds good (laughs) (laughs) sam will speak for us (laughs) you've got our permission (laughs) yeah That's really great. Do you have any um, um, movies or books that you've seen or read recently that you are feeling good about telling the world about? Or that have stirred things up in you or given you a smile or a good cry or anything like that? Uh, one book that I will always recommend because it's my favorite book and I recommend it to everyone is Mink River by Brian Doyle. Um, Sam's read it too. So you can also be a hype hype person. I agree with everything Jesse says. <laughs> just wholesale. <laughs> no, it's Blanket. just, it's such a, like, I don't know how to describe it. It's, Brian Doyle writes in a way that is like how I feel like my brain thinks things, but like... He makes it sound articulate and come together. It's, it's like a how would you describe it? Like a, uh, almost like a weird like mystical fiction world. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how to describe it. I well. think you said it quite well. You just have to read it. I think it's important that people read it. I also think it, he it's pretty lyrical, like it feels almost like poetry, even though it's prose. Yeah. Um, and he does a lot of, there's a lot of wordplay stuff that makes it feel, it's difficult to say, because he doesn't rhyme or he doesn't really use like alliteration, but it, it has a feel of sort of, like the words themselves and how they're set up, that's the most boring thing somebody could say about writing. I'm having no, a hard time no, 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 it too, I'm, It's conjuring up a lot in my own okay. system. Okay, yeah. My own relationship with words and writing, yeah. Yeah, they have, in addition to what they're telling you, they also sort of have a shape in your mind, which I think everybody wants to do, and I think he succeeds at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just a really lovely book. He died a couple of years ago, uh, younger than everybody thought he would, so read it and think of him. Did you know that, yeah. Jess? Just told me. <laughs> okay, good. It's breaking the news right yeah, now. Yeah, I know. It's a little nervous. Just told me. <sighs> no, right but I will say, I, um, so my dad ended up reading Mink River after I read it, and he 
this Thanksgiving was recommending it to somebody who was at our house for Thanksgiving dinner. And he was, like, so into it. And, I, and so I'm, like, listening to him. And I was like, yeah, but it's so sad that he died. And my dad didn't know. Oh. And I was like, oh, no. And so, like, I saw his reaction full oh, time. And wow. I was like, I could have sworn I told you. Like, uh-huh. I wouldn't have done it in front of people. Yeah. But that's, like, the type of, like, you read it and you're like, I feel like I know, like, the inside of Brian Doyle's brain. Mm, yeah. Like, so intimately. In a way where he's, like, not even writing about himself, but I don't know. Well, did you know that Andrew, that book got Andrew's dad back into reading? I think you might have mentioned that. I don't remember, like, the full story. Well, but our, he... our friend Andrew, all three people sitting in this back seat have a friend named Andrew, and he gave he liked the book so much that he gave a copy to his dad, either for a holiday or for his dad's birthday. And the next time he saw his dad, his dad was like, I sure love that book. Got a bunch of other books, too. And now he reads. <laughs> I mean, it was a book good enough to get a 60-something-year-old man back into reading as a hobby when he'd taken a couple decades off. Whoa. I also uh, led a camping trip a few years ago and wrote to Brian Doyle while he was still alive and asked him if he had any... if he thought there might be anything that would be good for a bunch of young people to read while out in the woods, and he was really kind. I mean, I called him, I found his number online and gave him a ring, and he had a very deep voice and sent some stuff pretty quickly. It was really wonderful, and I totally forgot to write a thank you note or a follow-up or anything, so I think we might have killed him. (laughs) (laughs) not what I expected you to say right then. Broken heart. Broken heart, yeah. No, I felt really bad about that and still do. And, you know, it stinks even more when it's... That was accessible. I very could easily have written him a note, but now I can't, and it feels like my bad. Wish I would have. That's so cool, though, that he, like, followed up. Because so many other, like, nobody has to respond, you know? Like, yeah, it was really cool. It was a truly special thing. He even included some little illustrations. It was really nice. Wow. He was a really wonderful guy who I barely knew. Mm. But I do feel like I knew him a little. I feel like you will really like this book. Well, I'm sold. Yeah, it's wonderful. I've never even heard of it, but I would like to read it now. Yeah, we'll go to the bookstore after this. As Don't long worry. as you guys help me sound out the big words, I am uh, <laughs> on board. Yeah. Sam, do you have any books that you've been reading? Uh, like, not school or, or movies. Oh, or, school or movies. Oh, movies, too. Or. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm like, this is a whole thing. I just saw the movie Parasite. <laughs> Wait, say it again? I saw Parasite. What is that about? Well... No spoilers. Here's the thing. I saw it after somebody said, you definitely should see it. You definitely shouldn't read about it at all. And I think that that person was correct in telling me that. So I can't say. But you was can say if theater? you recommend it. But I absolutely recommend it. I think, okay. it, to me, it's, it's, the, it? it's in theaters, yeah, I oh, think. Oh, okay, so it's like a, not like a Netflix movie right now or something? No, it will someday be. But at the moment, it is only a theater movie. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's the only movie in America. I mean, every single person should see it. It's also in other countries. It's the only movie there, too. It's so good and so powerful, and that's all I'm going to say. So oh. I won't spoil, but I really cannot recommend. If you if you are hearing my voice right now, you should turn Drop off. everything. Yeah. <laughs> Every turn minute spent not seeing Parasite is a wasted minute, and I'm only 30% kidding. <laughs> Before you go, hit yeah. the five stars. But I've, then... <laughs> I've only heard good things about that Yeah, movie. it's really and I also amazing. don't know anything about it. Yeah. Do not read about it. Just go see it. it. Okay. I'm trying to think if I've seen any movies lately that I would recommend. I have. I'll go. Yeah, why don't you go? Will Blum and I went to see Peanut Butter Falcon at the uh, Cheap Theater in Portland. 
And so they have movies that came out a few months ago. And I don't think I could have liked that movie more. A, I love a feel-good flick. No shame there. But it's also really beautifully done, and it's kind of gritty at the same time. So it's not, like, really... I mean, it definitely feel good, but it's it's not... Not like every scene's easy to watch and stuff. Right. And it has, like, some of my... The elements that just get me stirring the most of, like... It's sort of like a Hawk Finn sort of adventure with a couple of sort of misfits out in the wilderness on their own. And, oh, it's it's a really great adventure story. And there's some very unique things about it, which I also... I don't... I would, I would recommend not learning too much going in. Um, but one of the coolest things... Shia LaBeouf, or LaBeouf, or however the heck you say his name, um, is one of the main characters, and... We were watching some of the sort of interviews and stuff that they had done after the film. And he he said that just even in, just the process of making that film and being with the people involved really changed his life. Oh, that's cool. Which is really cool. Because we get, you know, as viewers, we get this sort of, like, created thing. But sometimes forget that the creation itself is a really can be a really powerful experience for people. Right. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think it's easy to get jaded and think that's not the case and that they're, because they're actors, they're just putting on a character and then going back to their trailer and, you know, whatever, whatever. But it's really cool to hear when, when people actually have a, a powerful experience in the creation of something. I think. And I couldn't recommend it enough. It's, it's a beautiful, incredible film. And, uh, yeah, similarly, I mean, maybe one night watch Parasite, next night watch Peter Boy Falcon. Um, I'm so I'm looking forward to seeing Parasite as well. Yeah, it's so good. I'm really intrigued now because I've literally heard nothing. I didn't know that was a thing. Well, I really cannot recommend it enough. I just thought of one. Um, it's like a movie that I love, but it's just also very funny, and it happened recently. But um, have you guys seen Harold and Maude? Mm-hmm. It's like an older movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I really love it. It's it's kind of like. Um, what is that like dark? Dark, yeah. Like macabre. Yeah. Is that the right word? Yeah, yeah. Go for um, it. Go for it. But <laughs> over Thanksgiving, <laughs> totally. oh, my, for sure. my mom and I think my it's dad. That's macabre, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I was like, like I'm going to say yeah. something and <laughs> it's, it's going to be. <laughs> no, but we were at home and it was my, me and my husband and then my mom and my dad were looking for a movie to watch because it was just like end of the night. We weren't ready to go to bed yet. And my dad is flipping through like Amazon Prime or whatever and he sees. Harold and Maude, and um, I don't think my mom or my husband had seen it before, but my dad described it as such a heartwarming, sweet (laughs) film, (laughs) which was so funny to me and so misleading for them because I, like, it's just a very dark movie, and and there are, like, these, I I can see in his brain where he's describing it that way because I kind of see it too, but for somebody who hasn't seen it yet, like, the opening scene is just, like... Like, what was he thinking? Right, like, this, right, this right. must it's be not, the wrong movie. It's not those, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I love that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so cool. Well, my dream is that we can all think of a song that we all know and we can sing because it's fun to sing with people and I think it'd be funny to do it here. But also, it saves me from... Um, having to record a song from scratch on my own which I do enjoy doing but it's a lot harder to do on the road um what do you guys think are you in I mean we definitely all know songs 
Uh, I mean, there's at least songs we have in common. I am not. Jesse would rather not. I'll be like a team player, but I'm not much of a singer. Well, we don't have to be much of a singer. We're sitting in the back seat of a car <laughs> no, in the garage. She's not a team player, so She's you just want to <laughs> sing alone, is what you're saying. Oh, you want to solo? What he's asking for is, can I have oh, the you solo? Want the solo. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, of course, Jesse. Yeah, go for it, Jesse. So silly of us to suggest otherwise. <laughs> and we're just doing Nicki we'll Minaj's just, super bass, right? We'll just do the shoe yeah. up, bop, do up. Down, down, down. Yeah. Um, we we could do a uh, we could do a song that's both both a popular song as in popular music and a song that we know from camp since we were we went there together or since that's formed the foundation of our relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, like, curious which one's in your head. Well, it, you ain't going nowhere. Otherwise known as Easy Chair at Camp has been done already Oof. on this podcast. Taken, but. For instance, Paradise by John Prine hasn't. It was a good one. Or, I don't know what else. The Circle Game? I don't know that one. I don't know that the one. The Circle else. Game has a time and a place. I know that one because I grew up listening to it on one of my mom's records, and, or CDs, not records. And I then heard it years later at a summer camp. And yeah, I experienced one of those return to childhood moments where I felt like I was four again. You know how that... If something that doesn't happen, it happens to you as a child and it doesn't happen to you for 12 years, mm-hmm. then it happens to you again, you just yeah. immediately are transported back. I get that through, like, smells. Yeah, yeah. But you had it through a song. It's yeah. cool. I get it through smells, too. Oh, I, I have that, too. And the other ways you have it, I also have that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize it was a contest, Sam. Uh, it absolutely is. I do Paradise. I like that song. Jesse? Again? Right? team player so i'll go along we'll know if you're just mouthing the words we'll notice. <laughs> I, yeah well we'll just do the auto tune after this right yeah yeah it's good to be it's fine to be a little shoddy you know yeah. this isn't perfection we also could do sunny d and rum that's a good camp song i don't know i don't that know that song. <laughs> really that sounds made up <laughs> uh, courtesy of ben van how it's not made yeah. up but maybe i'll show you guys after yeah maybe you will maybe, maybe that's you won't. He didn't. Not for Hard now. Hard to say. Yeah. Um, can one of you look up the lyrics just so we can make sure and get the verses right? I'm not good at getting verses in order. Although I think I could do that one. When I was a child. You got you, Jess? Me, 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 me. Uh, Paradise wah, 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 wah. by John Prime, uh, right? Unique New York. Unique New York. I slit the sheet, the sheet I slit, and on the slitted sheet I sit. That, that, that. That's good news, yeah. No dead air. Wait, are you, uh, did you ever sing, like, in a choir or something? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got it in stereo. Lyrics, yeah. I'm going to okay. sing behind Mostly just this. to confuse Noah. Okay, what key are we doing? <laughs> I like the E minor version. Uh, I only, I'm not good enough at singing <laughs> to, to know <laughs> the answer to that. Also, I don't either. I'm kidding. Um, I also am sort of well. Let's just do it. Yeah. Oh, what were you thinking? No, we'll talk about it after or never. <laughs> okay. No, I just have double familiarity with the actual song by John Prine and the one song at camp, and they're same lyrics, a little bit different. Oh, okay. They're definitely. So different, sometimes I forget yeah. which one. Oh, so we'll be used. I wonder to if we're gonna. Yeah. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Okay. Great.
Okay, count us in, Sam. Uh-uh, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> you just count numbers. Just make One, it up. One, two, three. When I was a child, my family would travel down to western Kentucky, where my parents were born. There's a backwards old town that's often remembered so many, so many times that my memories are worn. And Daddy, won't you take me back to Muhlenberg County, down by the Green River, where paradise lay? I'm sorry, my son, but you're too late in asking. Mr. Peabody's coal train has hauled it away. Sometimes we travel right down the Green River to the abandoned old prison down by Adrie Hill. Where the air smelled like snakes, we'd shoot with our pistols, but empty pop bottles was all that we'd kill. And Daddy, won't you take me back to Muhlenberg County, down by the Green River, where paradise lay? I'm sorry, my son, but you're too late in asking. Mr. Peabody's coal train has hauled it away. And the coal company came with the world's largest shovel, and they tortured the timber and stripped all the land. Well, they dug for that coal till the land was forsaken, and they rode it all down as the progress of man. Daddy, won't you take me back to Muhlenberg County, down by the Green River where paradise lay? I'm sorry, my son, but you're too late in asking. Mr. Peabody's coal train has hauled it away. When I die, let my ashes float down the green river. Let my soul roll on up to the Rochester Dam. I'll be halfway to heaven. With paradise waiting Just five miles away from wherever I am Daddy, won't you take me back to Muhlenberg County Down by the Green River where paradise lay I'm sorry, my son, but you're too late in asking Mr. Peabody's coal train has hauled it away yeah. Good work, everyone. Thanks for being a team player, Jess. Thanks Always. for being a team player. Love you both. Thanks you so much Love for doing you this. You too. We're knocking fists together now yeah, for the yeah. listener. <laughs> for the listener. <laughs>